Welcome to Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast from South Cities Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. If you're interested in learning more, visit our website at southcities.church. I don't know. Felt very radio. I was going to say, you just went into your radio voice. Yeah. Wow. Man. So uh, the Apple event was yesterday. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, what? The Worldwide Developers <laughs> what's, Conference. What's that, Ethan? For those uh, who... The Worldwide Developers Conference uh, happens every September, first or second week of September, and they announce a bunch of new Apple products. Ooh. Very exciting thing, if if that's your thing. <laughs> um, so we're going to play Apple or Android and why. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just to be immediately polarizing. Mm-hmm. Good. Great. Apple. I, I like Apple products. And I guess the why is in college, I started with a Mac because it was intuitively easy to use. Mm-hmm. And at least back then it was more secure, like as far as like viruses and bugs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got an Apple, I learned how to use it, and then that's just what I became familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, hard to change. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to switch from... PC to Mac or Mac to PC. Yep. Yeah. So I don't have any like deep convictional reasons other than I'm just like way more familiar with apples and I think that they're easier. <laughs> I'm glad you don't. <laughs> I bet some people do. Yeah. Probably. Sure. Um, I have an Android. Mm. I have no convictional feelings about this whatsoever. Um, this mm. this question's, this question's uh, maybe a little too niche for this podcast. <laughs> Um, they, it's, they're cheaper. Um, and, but depends. My, well, I suppose my girls wanted iPhones, you know, cause that's the cool thing to have. Mm. That's what everybody else has. Mom. Z flips are like so, $1,500. Yeah. There you uh, go. I have an Apple and actually the reason I got it, my iPhone is cause it was cheaper any other option because I just get the oldest possible model that they'll sell me. So okay, and then nice because I don't because I just don't <laughs> do much on it except call, text, and use maps. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like I can't quite go down to a non-smartphone because the maps thing is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but other than that, I'm like, what's the dumbest smartphone you have? That's probably the best answer. That is out there. Yeah, thanks, man. That's great. That means a lot. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's why that's why we got ours. Ours are old and they're paid off, and so I will ride this thing yep. right into the ground. Mm-hmm. Ethan, I feel like you've recently switched. I I took a year two or three years ago and switched to Samsung. Uh, but I am regrettably back to iPhone. <laughs> and I could probably talk for far longer than anyone in this room or that listens to this podcast wants to hear about it. So definitely in this room. Probably definitely true. in this room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least me. Maybe not. I shouldn't speak for the other two. Just uh, well, if you really are curious, come find me. <laughs> nope. So, <laughs> not you, not you. <laughs> so today we are talking about influences. 
Christian influences on our lives, mm. personal, theological. Mm-hmm. So today mm. we have Dave and Nick that are going to share. And then next week we'll have Stacy and Daniel. So Dave and Nick, take it away. Share. Share. Tell us about your, who's influenced you. You're a good. Dead or alive. You're or, a counselor. So ask me a good question about it. All right. I mean, I like to think in terms of like chronological, you know, age or time periods in your life. Yeah. Starting out, who would you say like a first influence would be spiritually? Hmm. Go ahead. Um, Certainly (laughs) parents, uh, thankful that they, um, you know, they love Jesus and brought me to church uh, where I think I got a lot of good... Uh, teaching that then kind of later was lit on fire when I was saved by grace and the Holy Spirit took it all and started making it matter to me. Um, I'm named after, I always kind of think of like heritage too. I'm named after um, my uncle, Dave, who was the one that led my mom to the Lord. Oh, wow. So they named me after him as kind of a spiritual heritage thing, which I think is cool. That is cool. Um, one lasting memory from when I was little is I just had this you know picture of, and really little all the way through high school, just like living at home, I guess, is just often waking up um, with my mom with her Bible open and praying, you know. So just that was a, a really sweet memory of this is what it looks like to walk with Jesus, you know, just to meet with him every day and, um, and just even really feeling like probably a lot of her prayers are what the Lord used to bring me onto some places that would make moms anxious mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and, and back to Jesus. So not only the example of it, but the power of it in mm-hmm. my own life is really sweet and lasting influence for me at so it's probably, probably, probably that from the youngest ages, really. Me now? Sure. Is that do what you, we're doing? Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, similarly, it'd be my parents <clears throat> um, just modeling what it looks like to make Jesus the, the thing that you model your whole life after. So every decision, and my dad was a pastor. And so um, just getting, just like the look of every decision that we make as a family is run through the filter of Christian identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that was from the start, that's what was modeled. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jesus was number one, the word of God, seeing both my parents value the word of God, see my dad preach it, week in, week out, uh, counsel people with it. Um, yeah, that was hugely formative. Uh, and then especially, I mean, even like I'm in ministry now and my dad was a pastor and that had a bigger impact on me looking back than I realized it did. Um, cause probably when I was in high school, I was like, no way I want to do that. You know, like mm-hmm. he's got a horrible schedule and yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Seems like a lot of stress, but just to see <laughs> the fruit over time of that bearing out in people's lives, I think that had a big Im- impact on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those things specifically from a young age. Yeah. So then, if I'm thinking like as a child develops, um, so then after you, you know, either around the time you became a Christian or as a new believer, baby Christian, you know, child age Christian, what were the influences then 
beyond just your parents or were there any? Yeah. So I would say, I, I think I was a believer at a younger age, but like when it started to really take root was a pretty kind of radical transformation my sophomore year of college. So in a really real way, um, that actually kind of happened simultaneously for three or four of us on my basketball team that were also roommates. So that was kind of like the first taste of like Jesus matters in community outside my family. And it, it really radically, we were captains. So it radically changed how we thought about like leading the team. And so just, that just felt like really, really sweet at that same time as I just was like wanting more and more of the Bible uh, to shape me. Someone said, hey, you should check out Bethlehem. Um, there's this guy, he preaches right from the Bible. So I didn't know John Piper was kind of famous at that time, but I went there and just listened to him just love Jesus by seeing Jesus in the Bible and just thought, man, I want to love Jesus like that. You know, I want to, and the worship too. I mean, I remember Chuck leading um, and just mm-hmm. like, man, this is what it looks like to really worship Jesus. So kind of like drinking from a, a fire hose, you know, in that way. So that was really formative. Um, so that's probably kind of like that next stage, you know, right. here, here's kind of the general exposure and then here are some kind of both theological and personal influences um, that started working together in my life to make me just want to follow them more closely in every mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I kind of started taking my faith more seriously in uh, in high school and then in college. And the guy that really poured into me and invested me during that time was my youth pastor, Wade. Um, especially like during high school, you know, we did like Bible studies together. Uh, and then I stayed in lacrosse to do college and he kind of took me under his wing and mm. really mentored me. And, you know, he's the guy that really, I like uh, saw what it looked like to study the word. Mm. and to apply the word in every area of life. Mm. Um, And then not just to do that, but then to like live your life based on that, like Mm -hmm. in community with other people Um, and to talk about Jesus with other people. Like he was the one that gave me my first exposure to evangelism and Mm. uh, just like making Jesus a a public part of my life. Mm. So Wade was huge. Uh, And then in college, um, that's also where I kind of discovered John Piper's sermons, hmm. uh, just listening to sermon after sermon after sermon on Desiring God. That refresh button, man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Anything new? <laughs> right. <laughs> Anything new? <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. Yeah. So, I mean, just, and I came in right during the Roman series and so then I like backlogged, listened to what I had missed and then I kept up as they, the new ones kept going. So just like a real passion for God's glory and our joy and mm-hmm. learning what, how those two things went together and taking the Bible even more seriously. Yeah. Like, what does it say? It doesn't matter, like the system, whatever, what does the word say? Right. Right. Um, so, and I think it's kind of where I got passionate about theology and understanding the Bible and things yeah. like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. those two would be huge for me. Yep. So then what about like that next stage of maybe adulthood or something? You um, adult, adulting Christianity? Yes. <laughs> Who were the influences then? And then we'll end with maybe current sure. influences. 
Yeah, for me, um, as I started taking the the Bible more seriously, and God was kind of doing that, like kind of revival thing in my heart through friends, and um, I mean, listening to the Word preached so faithfully. Um, then right around that time is when uh, Kelly and I started uh, dating, um, and then her dad's been a pastor for about thirty years, and so that summer. Um, I actually drove down to Iowa every weekend and Saturday mornings, like we go there Friday, hang out Saturday mornings were like me and me and Tim, uh, at the table. He bought me a, one of the smaller Grudem systematic theologies and was just like so patient with me. I can think back on it and I'm like, mm. you know, it's a good model of like what discipleship looks like. Cause I brought some weird questions, um, some, <laughs> some weird thoughts and he just, kind of faithfully walked me through it. And then he let me, he let me go to different things he did, you know, to, um, weddings. I, that summer I got to just watch him preach faithfully. And I, it was the first time I got to see, you know, Pastor John's kind of up there in front of everybody, mm-hmm. but I got to watch him like love his family and then preach on Sunday and kind of see the personal side of being a pastor and what, you know, in uh, nursing home visits and hospital visits and was like, man, it's not just like the word preached, mm-hmm but it's like the word lived, you know, in every area of life. And that just became very attractive to me. And that whole thing led me to seminary, um, a longer story, but like Kelly and I got married and as that kind of desire grew, led me to seminary. And that's where I got paired up with Jason Meyer, um, as my mentor. And, uh, it would be hard to calculate the, um, influence he had as far as how I, love my wife and how I love my kids and just the importance of that in conjunction with ministry, the important, the importance of everything you study should be for your own worship first. Um, and those, you know, if you think about what those two things really mean, like how you love your family and how you love your wife and that everything you study should be for worship first, like in the life of a pastor, they still influence just about every minute of every day for me. Um, and so, uh, he was, he, th- that next stage was probably mm. Tim, my father-in-law and uh, Jason really is main influence. What is ministry? What does it look like to live it out? And then Jason really challenging me um, to be a faithful husband and yeah, dad and worship, mm-hmm. worship as I study. Yeah, cool. What about you, Nick? Yeah, for me. So then I, and after college, I came to seminary. And uh, the two guys in seminary were Chuck Stedham and Jason DeRoshi. Um, and so just influential on what is worship, how do you lead worship, what's the goal in leading worship. Mm. Um, just like the the reason that I do and think about worship and do the things I do about worship, with worship are because of Chuck. Uh, and then Jason um, DeRoshi. <laughs> Talk about a fire hose. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> But just the the to be radically Christ centered yeah. in everything in, yeah. in in which really stood out to me because he was an Old Testament professor. Yeah. So his goal is to show how everything is pointing to Jesus, yeah. and that spilled over not just from the study of the Word in the Old Testament, but in everyday life. Mm-hmm. And so you know, just mentor meetings in his office where we talk about the Bible, but then he'd stop and say, "How's your soul?" And mm-hmm. just you know, mm-hmm. care about you personally and. Um, that had a profound impact on the way that I, yeah, just view everything as being about Jesus Mm -hmm. and he's the most important thing. 
Like you can be succeeding in every other area of life. And if it's not about Jesus, then you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd say that those two during that next season were the biggest influences. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then any buddy current, I mean, it's so hard to like, how do you decide who you're going to say, you know, because people are important like God made us for relationships. And, mm-hmm. um, but if, are there any like particular influences right now that are meaningful, especially meaningful and helpful? Yeah. I mean, for me, by far the most meaningful and helpful in my life personally is Kelly. Um, (laughs) and it's not, it's not just because she's my wife, although it's mainly because she's my wife. Um, but you know, people, a lot of people know this, there's just been a journey of suffering with her personally and to, um, watch her walk through it has been one of the most formational things in my life. That's just made me believe the gospel and in the keeping power of God and how Jesus really is enough. And it's not because, you know, she's this perfect rock that never is not a rock. It's, it's actually mainly because of her honesty about where she's at with God and the Lord. And that's been really, um, sweetly convicting to me because, you know, it's just helped me as a pastor to not, like not be superficial or play games or, um, and even, I mean, I even remember uh, early on after the whole seminary thing, you know, you, you, she said, you sound like Bethlehem, not like Dave anymore. So you need to be Dave. And uh, just being like, no, I don't. What are you talking about? And then a week later hearing myself in a meeting and being like, oh, who is that? <laughs> and so just even things like that, her willingness to walk through suffering and be honest, her willingness to you know, help me see where I'm being dumb and not following Jesus very closely or, um, or, and her, her quick, she's very quick to confess and repent of her own sin is a good model for me too. So Mm -hmm. she's by far the most, um, I mean, Nick and I have walked closely together for a long time now. So as far as, you know, practical life on life, just sharpening and, and even thinking through probably like the practical realities of theology, Nick would be a big one uh, for me. Uh, all the all the elders and staff here obviously just have major influence in my life now and how I think and am shaped by things. And then, uh, I mean, as far as like famous people, mm-hmm. you know, Matt Chandler helps my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he thinks about the gospel is helpful to me. He's sarcastic, um, <laughs> which I really, really am at heart. So he speaks my love language. <laughs> I try to rein that in a, a lot more than he does, but I personally enjoy it as a guilty pleasure or something while I listen to him <laughs> preach. <laughs> um, but he helps, he helps me. He, the thing he really helped me with, to be honest, is that I think that pastor John, God's glory is big and huge and expansive. And I think, you know, actually when I really started listening to Matt Chandler was when he was going through his, a lot of his suffering stuff. And so to see the gospel kind of hit the ground and the rubber meet the road and really the practical ways is mm-hmm. just helpful for me. Um, so those are maybe yep. some of the current ones. Um, I think of anyone I'm leaving out, but I'm sure I'm leaving people out, but <laughs> those are just some off mm-hmm. the top of my head. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, for me, currently, I can't really think of a ton of, you know, like specific famous people right now that, yeah. I mean, I still listen to Piper a lot. Sure. You know, Matt yep. Chandler. Yes. Tim Keller has yep. been big for me mm-hmm. yep. just in interacting with the culture around us and yep. things like that. Um, but I mean, personally, you know, 
I'd say Dave mm-hmm. uh, and Dave and Kelly both. Like they've been very gracious and invited me like into their family. Mm-hmm. So just to see how they do life. And I've gotten a little bit of a peek into their the window of their suffering and uh, to see Kelly walk through it and then just to see Dave love his family and love the church and persevere in spite of those things has been hugely formational. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave's the reason that I think about being a pastor the way that I think about it. Uh, think about the church the way that I think about it. Um, yeah, I kind of learned how to be a pastor when I went to Sojourners and started ministering with him. So, mm-hmm. well, I had a I had a year under my belt at that point. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you quite were ahead of, you're was, welcome. You were it ahead of me. It wasn't quite the blind leading the blind, but <laughs> you were the, ahead of me. Just kidding. <laughs> very barely uh-huh. seeing. Leading, leading yeah. The blind. yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, the elders here at the yeah. church. I mean, yeah. there's some guys that have been at it for a long time and have been faithful. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just a gift. I don't want to take that for granted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's cool. That's encouraging to hear about. And I think it's good to uh, look back at the people that God's used to influence us and shape mm-hmm. us and thank God for them as good gifts. Mm-hmm. And um, I think just to be reminded that. God uses us in the lives yeah. of other people. Like yeah. we have the privilege of being in relationship with people and just the kind of the power that comes with that yeah. for good to yeah. encourage people in their faith. Um, and most of them were people that you knew in real life. And I think that that's yeah. significant too. Yeah, so sure. thanks for sharing about that. That was yeah fun to- Can't wait to hear about yours next week. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right and daniels yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right well thanks guys thanks for asking good questions <laughs> you'd be a good counselor oh thanks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe I try.